Hello and welcome to Awaken, Heal and Transform. I am your host, Francesca Raffa, and I am so pleased that you are here. Take this as your sign from the universe that you are on your journey to awakening, healing and transforming, to live a soul-led life of purpose, passion and alignment, reconnecting you with your innate power within. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Awaken, Heal and Transform. Today I have an incredible guest, Dr. Oberdan will be joining us. He is a qualified psychologist and clinical sexologist and he has his own practice in Singapore. He helps individuals and couples reconnect with their true essence, the beauty of life within their careers and relationships. And I am so excited and very intrigued to find out about his journey, as well as his understanding of what our essence means for living a life in alignment with our true potentiality. So let's welcome Dr. Oberdan. Hello, Dr. Oberdan. Thank you so much for joining the Awaken, Heal and Transform podcast today. I am so excited to have you here and hear all about your expertise in the field of psychology. Um, so we connected through a mutual um, friend, I would say, that I met through Instagram, who I also interviewed on my podcast, Rebecca. And she has attended one of your beautiful retreats, I believe or oh, I was, was a previous client of yours. And she said, I had to get in touch with you because you had an amazing sort of way of viewing the world through the fact that we are essence of beings. And that really resonated with me. So obviously I wanted to bring you up here to talk about your journey and what has led you into your depths to getting into the mind and being able to utilize that to help others. First of all, thank you very much, Francesca, for having me here. It's exciting to be able to speak to you and uh, your audience and to share part of my story, which I hope it's going to be helpful to, to your listeners. Um, we are all unique beings. And it is rather unfortunate, in my opinion, that along the journey of growing up, because of reasons that are no one's fault, we get distanced from our core essence, from our core being, and we get conditioned to comply to a whole series of scripts that come from family and religious institutions and schools and state. And so often in the journey to comply with those scripts so that we can be accepted into the world we are part of, we lose ourselves. And in getting lost in that way, I find both in my clinical practice and the work I do as a facilitator and speaker, that there is an enormous amount of unnecessary suffering. And the key word in there is unnecessary. And so my work and my mission is to help alleviate that unnecessary suffering. And I do so by helping individual, individuals reconnect to that innate power, to reconnect and rediscover their beauty and their essence. 
Mm. I do so in a multitude of capacities. I'm a trained psychologist and uh, I have a doctorate in clinical sexology. So I run a clinical practice in which I work with individuals and couples on a wide array of, of matters. And all of my work there, whether it's related to uh, life purpose, depression, anxiety, or sexuality and relationships is underpinned by this idea of reconnecting to the essence. Mm -hmm. And I also ran the retreat that you mentioned earlier, it's called Om Ice. And uh, that's a process uh, of psychological transformation that through the use of breath work, cold exposure and movement helps individuals reconnect with and rewrite the core beliefs that are either enabling or disabling them from being who they need to be. Wow. That's in a nutshell what, mm. uh, what I occupy my time and uh, energy. Super powerful. What I love there of two things that you mentioned was the word reconnect and the word in, um, and the words innate power, because um, this is my mission statement as well, reconnecting people to their innate power, which is why when I sort of was researching about you and finding out that you work with the essence, that blueprint of the potentiality of who we are, I absolutely love that, that you dive into that. But I just want to backtrack a little bit before I get into that question what has led you on this path what has your journey been to lead you to where you are today at, at uh, what I like to call the earthly transactional level of analysis um, I, I had a, a fairly eclectic life I uh, started my career uh, in the military I was a, an officer in the paratroopers regiment of the Italian army uh, I then ventured into a career in IT, uh, funnily enough, not because of IT skills, which I later found out I had a lot of, but because I spoke, I spoke multiple languages. Mm -hmm. That career in IT then led me to teaching IT-related matters, which reawakened my passion for being with people more than with machines. And through that journey, I decided to go back to... Uh, education and start from scratch. So in my late 20s, I signed up to a bachelor's degree in psychology in the UK, which is where I was living at the time. I loved it, then immediately signed up for a master's degree in psychology at the end of it. And through that period, I transitioned out of IT and into uh, personal development. Uh, the way it happened was quite organic um, and natural to a calling that I think I've always had. Mm -hmm. I remember being uh, always attracted uh, to the understanding of the mind and the power the mind has over body and over collective uh, groups of people. Mm -hmm. And when that opportunity arose in my late 20s, it, 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 it felt like the natural thing to do. I had no idea where it was going to lead me. I thought I'd stay in, uh, in IT, but uh, 20 years plus later, here I am running my practice and being fully involved in the space of personal development, mm -hmm. reconnecting to essence and uh, healing and growth. 
that is the beauty of life, isn't it? Flowing with it and here you are living out the potential that you always knew you had within you. And I often often find that it is the experiences through life that you kind of build to bring you back to that potentiality. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, when you talk about the essence, someone's essence, what do you mean by that? And how do you explore that with your clients? Let us begin by saying it's a fairly complex idea that cannot be summarized nor reduced to, to, to a few words, but clearly language is the tool we have to share meaning. And so <laughs> I have to try my best to summarize it in a way that makes sense. You see, we are all born with a cauldron of potential uh, that can go in many beautiful directions. And that cauldron of potential is not a static uh, cauldron with its content, which is, which, which is what makes it difficult to explain it and narrow it down to a definition. But it begins with that cauldron, which then interacting with the environment evolves, adding to it and removing to it. But the essence of it, the, the, the core substance that creates the blueprint of who we have the potential to be more or less remains unchanged. A colleague of mine calls that child at conception the original child. It's the one with all of the ingredients to become an amazing being. Mm -hmm. And I love to use the analogies that connect to nature. So let us imagine that this beautiful being has the potential to become the most amazing peach tree in the planet that can create the juiciest, tastiest pe uh, peaches that peach trees can possibly develop. Mm -hmm. We carry that essence with us throughout life. Whether we are connected to it or not, whether we consciously are aware of its influence on us or not, we carry it in everything we are and in everything we do. And the best way I have found to simply describe what it is, is the connection between our physical body, our emotional body, our intellectual body, and our spiritual body. These are the manifestations of what I earlier called the earthly transactional layer of analysis. But the depth of it is much more complex, much more abstract and even spiritual in essence and therefore difficult to describe in words mm. but if you think about any individual who at any moment in time is the product of this cauldron of essence they were born with and all of the experiences that they went through life that have therefore shaped somewhat the potential to be this awesome peach tree or not and you get a picture of what I'm actually talking about. Now, to bring it to life with a couple of examples that might help people understand how to feel it or not. Many people that I work with in my clinic come at a stage of their life where at the earthly transactional layer, they've achieved everything they were told to achieve. They were great students. They worked hard to secure the great job. They put aside a lot of money, they bought the house, they married the wonderful partner, they got the 2.1 children, they have the house with the white uh, uh, picket fence, and somehow life just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and the common statements I hear is that but there's something missing. I'm not quite sure what it is. That is one common example I use to illustrate when you have now realized you've disconnected from your essence. That's something in you that says that you are distant from, misaligned from who you have the potential to be and why you have complied to all the scripts, you haven't done so in a way that feels true to you. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily about what you are doing in your life. Most often it's about who you are being in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is key because people then believe that what we're talking about is for them to ditch everything they've achieved, divorce the partner, leave the kids, leave the career to go and do, do God knows what. No, 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 no. This is about <laughs> being more than doing. Mm. And the other end of the spectrum, it's some of the things that your speakers speak of in your podcasts. They are those moments of awareness and awaken, awakening and connecting those moments where the voice seems to be speaking from a place that is not intellect, that is compelling us to do something, call someone, see somebody, go for therapy, uh, read that particular book we'd be sitting on, have that conversation with our partner we've been delaying, that somehow seems true, but you can't quite put your finger on the why feels true or where it's coming from or why you are compelled to do it now. Mm -hmm. Those are examples that, again, I hear from people that I used to illustrate when we are feeling reconnected. So it's the combination of our original essence, we have the potential to be, and how it's manifesting in our life. And at the two ends of the spectrum of how we manifest it, either feeling something is missing, something is not right, I have everything but I'm not happy. And at the other end of the spectrum, hearing that voice deep within in a way that goes beyond the verbal, beyond the intellectual, beyond the cognitive, and knowing, not here knowing, knowing that it's true, mm -hmm. knowing that we have to follow it. Wow, that so much of that actually really resonated with me. And, and of course it would, because, you know, no matter where you are in this time frame, I feel like for me, it's something I have very much been aware of at a young age when at 19, when I decided to study counseling um, here in the UK. And I was the youngest person in the, um, in the class. And throughout everything that I chose to do, all of the activities that I felt I needed to go and do or was drawn to doing, but didn't know why, I just thought that, you know, that would be the path for me. And I just felt like compelled to go and do it. One thing always remained, and it was me being the youngest person. And I figured that out from a very young age that people of a certain age, like you were just saying, when they feel like they had achieved all of the earthly um, supposed societal achievements, there was still that part of them that wasn't fulfilled. Something that was almost like time was running out now that they needed to find themselves at a pivotal point in time before um, it was too late. And I'm very grateful for realizing that early on because for me that kind of pushed me into keep do well it kind of pushed me to see past certain fears quite a bit because I, I was so scared of living through life that way and getting to an age where I felt like 
oh gosh, now it's too late, or how do I find myself now? And that was a huge motivator for me to um, reconnect to self and be very conscious of the choices that I was making to make sure that it was in, in alignment with a fulfilling life of, of what looked fulfilling to me. So I think what you're saying here is, you know, everyone is on this journey. And, and would you say that everyone would experience the moment where they've achieved certain things and they do feel the need to find themselves? Would you say that is something common for everyone or it depends? I, I think being categorically universal and absolutists on any statement uh, would be inappropriate purely because we know there's so much diversity we can't just generalize any any statement however however sounding true or positive it might sound so now i wouldn't say everyone uh, mm -hmm. clearly there are a lot of people out there who have by luck or design found their path but what i would say is that many of us do receive the signals from within that they need to make minor or major adjustments and the travesty is that most of the times we ignore those signs mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why i use the fourth dimension i spoke of earlier the physical body emotional intellectual and spiritual is because those are also the dimensions through which we can access the path to essence and i like to use this analogy in in much of my work imagine you're driving around and you go into a meeting and you're very late and this meeting is very very important for you you have to make the meeting suddenly a little yellow light pops up on your dashboard with the icon of a petrol pump what do you do or the next version being a red light with an icon you never seen pops up what do you do and most people when i ask ask these questions having framed it in in an urgent way with the way the meeting is important they say well i keep going and that to me is an analogy of what happens in daily life so let's take the four bodies the physical body is constantly giving us signs on the dashboard of life that something needs our attention and so my blood sugar is low i'm grumpy okay blood sugar's body uh, grumpy is emotional therefore i need to do something about my energy level my sleep patterns are all over the place okay what am i doing about rest uh, the aches and pains i get in my shoulders and in my back because of posture or whatever but we don't pause to inquire as to, hey, hold on a second, why is my sleep disrupted? Why is my eating disrupted? Why is my body in pain? Mm. Emotional pains and thoughts all the times. Why am I feeling sad? Why am I feeling depressed? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling dejected? Why am I having these negative thoughts? Why am I no longer feeling excited about waking up in the morning? These signs are there all the time but we have been compelled to just keep going. We have to get to their next meeting. We have to meet the deadline. We have to fulfill the needs of our kids, our partners, our church leaders, our state, uh, statesmen and women. And it's constant, it's relentless. 
And so we keep driving around with the Christmas tree blinking on our dashboard of life, ignoring the signals. Mm -hmm. And so we don't all get the big awakening moment of, oh my God, I've achieved everything, but I somehow feel empty, lost, or confused. But we absolutely all have signs in our daily life that we could pay attention to, to make smaller or bigger adjustments to be on the path towards living an aligned and fulfilling life. Mm, absolutely. It's that sort of living in autopilot and feeling like life is running you rather than you taking the driving seat of life and is so easily forgotten, isn't it? And I almost feel like it is quite conditioned, like you were mentioning as well, it's quite conditioned to live in that way because we're always being told to reach a higher goal or achieve something more than what is currently happening in our present moment. And so we often don't value the present moment or even notice it. So, and those signs happen in the present moment and gradually build. And it's often not until it's too late that they're very detrimental or somehow formed in um, physical manifestation of dis-ease within the body where it is, you know, um, vital maybe let's say is when we then start the action but it is so true what you say the signs have been building for you know it could be years even couldn't it so um would you say these are some of the things that you explore within your retreats as well this mind body connection talk a little bit about the retreats the om om ice is it something something that you have sure. very specifically created and put together what do your um clients get out of the retreat so we've, um, uh, yes, the retreat is something I've uh, deliberately put together. Uh, it was the result of my professional and personal journeys. And in my personal journeys, I'm in constant search for techniques and knowledge that can help myself and my client continue this journey to an aligned, fulfilling, purposeful life. And so through my life journey, I came across um, the Wim Hof method. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had already been a psychologist and working as a psychologist for many years at that point. And uh, when I completed the program, uh, at a time in my life when I was experiencing uh, a few traumatic events all at once, I found great uh, relief in coupling the techniques I had learned through the Wim Hof program with the knowledge and the skills that I had as a therapist and as a psychologist. And I remember coming at the other end of that tough uh, traumatic journey, uh, feeling how useful it was to have quote unquote packaged some of the techniques and use them on me to keep functional, to keep strong, to keep hopeful, to keep helpful, to keep useful in my roles as a clinician, as a father, as a friend, as a son, as, 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 as a, a human being. And so I decided that I wanted to do something more formal and I wanted to carry this forward so that it could complement the talk-based therapy I do in my clinical practice, which obviously has great limitations because it's talk-based. And while you can do some breath and movement work limited in the counseling room, I wanted something that could be packaged in an intense experience that could um, kickstart something new. And so the OM-ICE process 
was designed as a result of my being a, a qualified psychologist, a Wim Hof Method instructor, and I later also became an instructor for another breathing method called the Oxygen Advantage. Mm -hmm. And I've combined all of these techniques to create a three-month process that is designed to help individuals target, identify first, and target one of their core negative beliefs that was conditioned in their life, usually very, very early in one's life in childhood, and that has effectively been running much of their operating system unbeknown to them and has limited them in so many ways, whether it is in relationships, in entrepreneurships, in careers, in health, and going after those negative beliefs and using the physical body, the mental body, and the community body to actually go through this journey, catching the belief, throwing it away into uh, a new framework replacing it with a positive belief that they can carry forward and live life by. And we've had some amazing uh, stories that came out of that. So at the end of the three months, we meet one final time online to take the cohort through the final steps of the processes. And one of the stories that has remained deeply ingrained in my head, because it has a, a real tangible physical change was the story of a woman in her late 20s who for four years had not had their uh, her period and she had seen multiple doctors from multiple disciplines basically everyone telling her you're totally healthy there's nothing we, we wrong with you there's nothing to fix just it, it, it'll come back it's something in your mind to cut a long story short at the end of the three months she recounted this story to the cohort online and then attributed to her experiences through the OMICE process, the fact that her body had unlocked and she had now been having periods again in a regular way. Now, as a psychologist who has done considerable amount of work on trauma and how the body holds traumas in a very physical way to hear that and for for her to be gracious enough to say it's because of the experiences I went through the program mm -hmm. I, I was my, my mind was blown completely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that wasn't the only example we heard people talk about life transformations we heard people talk about transforming their relationship with their kids as a parent people making very important life decisions of letting go of a relationship they knew was unhealthy for a long, long, long time. And because of the program, finding the hoomph to finally take the step forward. We've heard people finally stepping into their dream of starting their own career and letting go of a script that they had fulfilled so beautifully, but that wasn't theirs. So thus far, it has proven to be a deeply transformational process for many people. We have had great challenges in running it consistently because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. but it continues to run in Singapore only at the moment. And uh, our hope is that we can continue to grow it first regionally 
and eventually globally because the stories we've heard compel us to go forward and continue this work. Yes, yes. Wow. How transformational is that? Um, that is an incredible one story, but like you said, you have many um, with that. And I truly definitely believe that it is those mental blockages, emotional blockages, energetical blockages that the body holds that creates these physical diseases that not that cannot be discovered, cannot be found. I mean, I actually have a funny story about that as well. I had, um, I had a, it wasn't even a rash. I just had this itching sensation all over my body for literally about a year. And, um, it was because I felt so stuck. If I was, I was trying to get out and I only realized that like a year after it had gone, but I was for a whole year, I was scratching, scratching, scratching to the point where I would bruise my body. And I went to every doctor, I did all the blood tests, all the allergy testing. And, you know, they were like, no, you're fine. It's, it, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. Just wait and hopefully it will go away. But I had to, it did go away. But, but what happened was I changed the way I was living. I stopped drinking as much. I stopped um, doing things that felt like people pleasing in a way, or I allowed myself to be more open. So I didn't get this confinement and I moved home and I changed the things in my environment were changing and it allowed me to open myself up and be free. Now it's funny because I haven't really reflected on that point in time until you've started to mention this, but it's made me think of that and it's something like that which I feel like I definitely went through as well where I was so unconscious of um, this awful trap I must have been feeling in my mind that it came through physically as that sign as that sign and I still went a year trying to figure out what it was, but I didn't actually go within to find out what it was. I was fine trying going out of myself to find out what it was. And it just didn't work. And so many people do this, don't we? We look externally to find the answers, which are so much residing right there within us, which we need to tap back into that reconnecting with self. Very much so. And, and, and to me, in a way, that is at the core of how we've designed the program because we have been educated to always look for solutions outside. We have been conditioned to always achieve the targets that are set from outside forces, the grades in school, the objectives in the workplace. And so we have become dishabituated to look within. But the funny thing, Francesca, is that when we do intuitively look in, many people don't actually believe what they hear because they're so dishabituated to do it that they don't trust their voice. So they might see the sign, they might even inquire about what's this telling me about me and then discard it because they can't believe it. So what we do in the program, participants begin the three months with a pre-work set that they do in the comfort of their own home online. They then join us on a three days retreat. And in those three days retreat, again, we use a series of processes and techniques to do with breath work, movement, and ice baths. But we take the participants through a journey that always begins with 
I am absolutely not able to do that. There's no way I can make that change. There's no way I can break that relationship. There's no way I can make this business succeed. There's no way I can be a good parent. There's no way I can be a good lover. There's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And we begin the journey with that. We really dive into what is it you identified in the pre-work that is stopping you from being that awesome peach tree that I spoke of at the beginning of our talk. Second day, after having done a series of processes and more reflection and, and individual work alongside the group experiences, people come to the retreat with the idea that, hey, hold on a second, this might actually be possible. Mm -hmm. I'm still not quite believing it, but it might be possible. Let us, let us see if I can explore this opening. Let's see what, what light might be at the end of this tunnel. And we dive deep into that through more work with movement, eyes, butts, and, and breath work. And people go really, really deep. And we hear people in session talking about having outer body experiences that gave them the answers that they were looking for. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that day, there is a very powerful ceremony we do. I don't want to reveal what it is because it's a bit of a, a secret, so to speak, that takes people into day three with now a mindset that says, hold on a second. If I can do this, I can do anything. Mm. And then over day three, through more work with all of the processes I mentioned, we work on consolidating and creating commitment to oneself, to one's own story, to the glimpse we got of our consciousness and of our essence, to believe that we can get out there back into the, that world with all those demands and we can still be ourselves and be of value to mm -hmm. ourselves and to our community. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the retreat, people engage in additional processes, which include several touch points in the three months. And at the end of the three months, the community continues on its own, where the energy has a, a reason for that. All people just close off the program and go off of their own journey to continue as they wish. It sounds fantastic. What I love is that people are actually getting that transformational process to change their mindsets that when they do go back into the world, because I think a lot of the time we go to these retreats and it's almost like we see a retreat as an escape or a time where we can enjoy during that period. And then when we come back, we just fall back into place into our normal lives. And it's like that retreat never even happened. You know, so how many stories do you hear of people doing that? But what I love about what your retreat sounds like, it actually is a transformation of mindset so that when you go back into the world, you actually see it with completely different eyes and standing there as your juicy peach tree, <laughs> as your ideology. But you are, your, you are the peach tree and you're giving out the peaches because that's what you actually do as a peach tree. When you stand in your power, all you want to do is be able to share that with others. So it honestly sounds amazing. And to, to, to help that be possible for all participants, we absolutely make sure we only focus on one item per yeah. individual. They choose what item that is, and we don't openly disclose the ins and outs of everybody's story. This is not a group therapy process. Mm -hmm. This is a series of physical experiences coupled with the design of the psychological process that happens covertly below the surface. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So people choose their item, stay with that item throughout the process so that when they rejoin the world, with all the demands that the world will continue to have, they can keep going back to that one thing. It's a seed, of course, but it's a big seed. And for many people, Francesca, who being a peach tree were conditioned to believe they needed to dish out pears, juicy <laughs> pears at that, but not their own. And mm -hmm. they had to create this masquerade, mm -hmm. going to the supermarket, buying pears, <laughs> sticking them on their tree, pretending that pear is what they were, uh -huh. to now be able to go out there and say, hold on a second, people, I give you peaches. If you want peaches, you are my crowd. Come and join me. Come and be my community. Mm -hmm. I'll give you all the peaches you want, but I'm no longer going to pretend that I'm a pear tree because it's killing me and it's not giving you my best value. I'm not of the greatest service when I'm there. Let oh. me be my peach tree. I love that so much. And that is so true. That is so true. It's bringing it back to remembering your essence and being that and living that rather than trying to almost take on other people's essences or what you think is the right essence and being that. So that's a great, um, that's a great analogy. I love that. So how can people connect with you and how can people sign up to attend the re retreat, the Om Ice retreat? The easiest way is through our website, om-ice.com where they can find all of the information about the, the program and including the booking session for the upcoming retreats and events. We do a, a, a monthly free introduction to OMICE, so people are welcome to join on Zoom. We go through a, a bit of an explanation, more detail that I, did, that, I, that I did today of the process. And we also share a breathing session online for people to get a taster of what it might uh, feel like. Uh, those run on a monthly basis. We then run alumni events where with people who have been the retreat, we meet for a half a day, usually on a Saturday, to share stories, to share a few breathing sessions, to share some ice baths. And then, of course, we do the retreat. And once again, the next one is going to be uh, on the 11th to the 13th of June. Uh, COVID conditions uh, permitting because it's a moving, it's a moving target. And uh, in Singapore, which is where I'm based and where the retreat is going to happen in June, just yesterday we had new restrictions brought in. Mm. So there are question marks, but COVID permitting. 11 to the 13th of June, we will be at the Shangri-La Sentosa and we'll be running our next retreat there. Incredible. Thank you so much, Dr. Berdan. <laughs> I really absolutely mm. loved this conversation. I feel so enlightened and yeah, it resonated with me so much. So thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity, Francesca, and I wish you well with your work and creating your community. I absolutely loved speaking with Dr. Oberdan on his expertise in the field. He shed some light into so much wisdom and with his backed experience from his clients as well, it gives us that real understanding that 
We are so much more than perhaps the life we are currently living and the potentiality of who we are resides right there within us. And it's just about reconnecting, retapping into our essence, um, that essence. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, wherever you are on your journey, there is always that hope um, to be able to reconnect with our essence. And I just love a lot of the analogies that Dr. Oberdan used throughout this conversation. So I really hope this episode inspired you as well as much as it did me. And it really resonated with me on so many levels. And so I'd like to thank you so much for listening. And I will be back next week with another enlightening topic that in one way or another will awaken, heal or transform you. Sending you all my love. Bye for now.